All right, so we're uh, here at the Zillow offices in Seattle, but we're meeting with uh, Writerly today. Um, who are you guys? I'm Kelsey Nelson. I'm CEO and co-founder of Writerly. Yeah. And I'm Abby Carter. Uh, I am, I guess, CEO. Let me come between you because <laughs> I want to make sure the mic works. <laughs> so you're Abby? Uh, yeah, I'm Abby Carter, and I'm COO and co-founder of Writerly as well. Yeah. And what is Riley? And today, I guess we're good. it's about booking, book publishing. So that's uh, right. Yeah, Writerly is an online marketplace where writers go to find the help, find and hire the help they need to complete their books, publish their books, and market their books. Yeah, it's good to be talking to you this week because we just published a book a, a week ago, and so. I have lots of advantages because I have lots of friends who are editors and lots of friends who are designers, and I have a huge Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus audience, so I could you know beg for help and get that help, and I had big uh, uh, email contact lists so I could get lots of people to read the book and, and all that, but most book authors don't have these advantages, do they? No, and that's actually how the idea came about, was Abby and I are in a writing group called the Seattle Daylight Writers, been in there for five years, and we watched firsthand as some of the authors really cracked the publishing code, and so many others, the majority, crash and burned, and the common thing with the people that had success is they'd gotten real help. But folks in our writing group were saying, but I don't know a good designer or I don't have any money. Um, and we, it was silly because even within our own group, we had designers and we had marketing people and we had people that knew formatting and how to make author websites. Yeah. And if we just collaborated, we could be each other's publishers. And then we realized that, you know, if we're going to do this in our own group, everybody needs this and why not build the infrastructure and build a business because we're entrepreneurial and that's what we do yep. um, and and make this a tool for everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, my experience, I had just uh, published a book traditionally and uh, in Canada was sort of where I first published it and did really well and, you know, had lots of publicity and, you know, launch parties and all the fun stuff that you would have expected. And then I sold it in the United States and I got none of that. And so we had this whole conversation as well about, you know, like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, I've got this book out there and I don't know what to do. I don't know, should I be hiring a publicist? Should I be hiring a marketing person? Yeah. And so all of that came as, up as part of the conversation as well. But yeah. even though you're, you're traditionally published, you still need services. Yeah. Shell Israel and I just finished this book, uh, Age of Context, and we wrote a book uh, seven years ago called Naked Conversations seven years ago was a different time, right? Uh, you needed a traditional book publisher to get you on the shelf at Barnes & Noble. And in, I didn't have all these, uh, you know, I didn't know all the addresses of all these re retail stores, and I didn't have the time to go build relationships with uh, mm -hmm. bookstore owners and get them to display my book right. So I needed them, right? And, um, and I also needed an advance to have the money to pay Shell to do the book. And... This time we got sponsors, which is a new model that a uh, few book, book authors have tried. Um, Rick Smolin does that with his books, with his photo books. Um, and it worked out really well. So we get the $100,000 to pay Shell to write the book uh, for nine months because he he's a consultant and a Forbes author, and he couldn't take time off of those jobs to, to write. You know, And this was a kind of book that you needed to write fast and, or decently fast. 
because we knew that you know if it wasn't out by this Christmas, it would it would miss the, the window. All the information would change again. Yeah. And that's the beauty of, of self-published books is that yeah. you do have the opportunity to update the information quickly. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, self-publishing. So now you know we we self-published this time because we had the money to pay him. We got we raised that. I you know we we begged on Facebook and raised that, <laughs> and have great sponsors from Microsoft, Autodesk to um, uh, Rackspace. Rackspace paid for most of the book, um, and now, yeah, it, it, I, I, you know I read Guy Kawasaki's book called Author, Publisher, Entrepreneur, mm-hmm. or AP. You guys know Ape. 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 We're big fans of Ape, and Guy Kawasaki is one of our advisors. Yeah. And so, you know, he t- he walks you through, like, the writing phase of the book, and then uh, how do you edit the book? You, you guys help, help people get editors, right? I had to, Shell Israel had to hire editors and, and get a whole team to edit the book. Yeah, that's the one. If you do, well, and there's two things that I think that every author, no matter what, needs to invest in, and one is somebody else to edit their books. Maybe one in a thousand people are good at editing their own work, but no. no. <laughs> uh, and then the other one is, unless you are a professional designer, hire a cover designer. I don't. People th- create book covers, and it's really great for what they could do. But when it stands on a shelf next to next to what the um, next to the professionally designed books, it doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. So yeah, for editing, definitely we ad- it advise authors to hire an editor and hire a book cover designer if you do nothing else. Uh, we uh, showed we actually had one designer who did one set of covers, and we put them on up on Facebook, and nobody liked them. And then we rethought how we were hiring our book author. So we paid $500 for that. And it was like, oh, okay, that didn't work. And then, you know, we found a guy who saw the book covers and said, I can do this a lot better and sent us some some uh, rough sketches. And, and our audience liked that a lot better. You know, so, um, you know, if you have Facebook audiences, it's great to talk with them as you're writing the book and doing stuff. And, you know, I put a lot of my interviews out online and people could watch us uh you know, produce the book and participate in it a little bit. And Guy Kawasaki talk, talks about that all the time. It's like, you know, involve, if you have an audience, involve your audience in, uh, in the writing of it and the editing of it and the design of it because they'll help make it better, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. I've just done that. Um, I put my own book up on my blog because I have a fairly big blog following. And I got 39 beta readers. And now I'm starting to get reviews back from my beta readers. And they're all really good points. So now I'm going to go back and edit my book. And I now have 39 people who will write Amazon reviews for me when I yeah. when I get to that point. So and Those are gold, right? Totally gold. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, if you can say, hey, I have 100 uh, five-star reviews, it's different than, hey, I have two five-star reviews, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You credibility and people start taking. I found more people read the book as the numbers went up on the reviews. Right. right? Yeah. Well, people people go for the reviews. If the, if the, a lot of people have have reviewed it, then yeah. it looks like it's got a lot of buzz. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, startup folks are familiar with the concept of beta users, and authors are are catching on to this too. The whole beta reader concept, and it's great not just for the early comments and for the reviews, but to bring people in and let them be a part of the experience. Because I find that my um, my beta readers, when the book comes out, not only do they review it, but they share it like crazy yeah. because they were one of the first readers. And so they're going, going to tell their networks about it. And this is something that would be really hard to do if you were um, 
at a publishing house, yeah. um, giving people that access and um, that ownership of your project. Yeah. Uh, back to the cover design, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about the colors, and we even, uh, our designer actually put a mock into Amazon so we could visualize what the cover would look like in Amazon and how likely it would be to that, that people would click on the cover, mm -hmm. right? It's good that you use red. Yeah. Red is it like... It stands out. Yeah, that's... Until everybody else uses red. Exactly. <laughs> you, then you got to be the blue and I yeah. see a red. <laughs> <laughs> you used predominantly red, I noticed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and that's I, what they say stands out, truly. It, well, I, I, I did uh, magazine design and, and I worked at a magazine and my old publisher would say, you can use any cover color for the logo as long as it's red. <laughs> and he explained why. He said, I, I uh, tracking proves that red is the most... Uh, visually attractive or noticed uh, color. It's the color that your eye goes to first. And um, since you only have a couple microseconds to capture somebody's eye when they're on Amazon looking for books, then you got you got to use every trick in yeah, the book, right? Totally. So people listening should know that you're dressed head to toe in red. Uh, <laughs> oh, I have a red shirt. I have a red shirt on and a tangerine glass, which is almost red. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's smart to do the thumbnail thing. Um, another great resource um, is called the K boards, which is Kindle boards, and all these authors are on there talking about things. And you can post your covers on Kindle boards and ask other authors to weigh in. Um, hopefully, but when you still have some time to make changes. And the first time I did it, that was the response that I got from all the authors was, we don't want to see the nice, high-quality, large version. Give it to us in a thumbnail, and then we can critique it. Because that's how um, your customers and your book buyers are mostly going to see it, is on yeah. thumbnail. It has to read well as a thumbnail. Yeah. It's funny. When you do that, it looks great as a slide cover, too. <laughs> it, it all works out. <laughs> um, so let's see. We had the writing phase of the book, which is, um, you know, lonely and uh, you type a lot. And uh, we covered the cover. We covered how to get – you help people get editors, and that's cool. And then – so then uh, what? You – then you got to put it into what? InDesign? <laughs> you know? Sure. Sure. <laughs> and, and you have to format it in Word so it has certain styles. I mean, I, I, I know a lot of authors are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you can use InDesign. You can use, there's so many other programs. Um, a lot of authors use Scrivener and they export in various formats from Scrivener. I highly recommend Scrivener. It's amazing. If yeah. you're a designer, I highly recommend InDesign. That's a more powerful tool, but you have to know your your stuff and then different um, sites like CreateSpace and Kindle and Smashwords and all these others Book Baby they allow you to upload your document from a manuscript yeah. format but you can run into all kinds of problems if you have auto formatting or if you've done weird things with tabs so um, again unless you're either willing to spend a couple days um, wrestling with it um, or you are a designer we really recommend you hire someone for the formatting <laughs> Yeah, and we did. <laughs> good. And it's good advice. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there are ways to do it, um, but you can bang your head against the wall for a long time, or you can just get someone to do it for you. Yeah. And uh, um, actually, we had, I think, a team of 10 people working on our book at one point. You know, somebody doing the formatting, somebody doing the editing. We have a PR person, Shanali. And uh, if, if anybody cares who we used, uh, send me an email. I'll get you a list of, of who we used. But um, 
who else do you need? <laughs> cover well, designer. We had a cover designer, right? <laughs> so, okay, so it's not that hard, actually, to get a book up on Amazon. Um, it's hard to write a book. It's yeah. not so hard to publish it. Now, what's really hard is selling your book. Oh, damn. <laughs> you mean somebody has to buy it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on your publishing goals, as yeah. I like to say. But, but um but we also help connect people to marketing folks. So maybe traditional press is the right way for you to go. Um, maybe it's platform building. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's blog tours. Maybe it's um, maybe you're doing publishing a book to raise your authority in some business area. And then what you really just want is speaking gigs after yeah. that. So a lot of these services are, are wonderful, but you're really on your own after you get out there. And yeah. that's where we see so much of the failure happen. And it's really, it was really important to us that we were, we were with each, with our writers available to them for every step through the publishing process, including once their book is out there and all their friends and their family have bought it and then suddenly their sales stop completely and they're stuck. They can come to us then too, or hopefully before, so we can prevent that. <laughs> and how, how do you guys make money? How, what, what, what do you do? You charge authors a fee or something? Uh, it's free to go to the site and register. Free to create a profile. Free to post a job. Free to bid on jobs. Um, if you award, if you find like an editor that you want and you choose them for your job, when you pay them, we get ten percent. We also have um, star services where if you don't want to go through the trouble of posting a job and going through bids and reviewing the editors, um, you can just buy a service directly from us, yeah. and then we um, do the matching all on our own back end. Very cool. Um, all right, so what else do we need to know then? So, you know, we have I have a PR person who uh, helped me organize some of the some of the press tours and, and that and then I have friends like Buzz who's with, with us in the room who helped me get into speaking gigs at Zillow and uh, soon Microsoft and stuff like that because he knows everybody in Seattle and um, I can do some of that but I, I don't have all the skills and I don't have time to do it all right you help people with that with with managing that whole side of going out and selling it and getting the book known we help people find the help that they need. Yeah. So yes, they can build their own publishing teams. And that's one thing to remember is that a book takes a team. The writer does a great job writing it, but then there's the people that are involved in creating the book, and then there's the people involved in selling the book. Yeah. So uh, now it's up on Amazon. And we decided to make an exclusive deal with Amazon because you get more money per book, and they, they print the book, and they do everything. They really do a great job, and and since most people in in the tech world buy books from Amazon, um, it works out. You know, I've had a few complaints or pe people say, I, I, "Where's the Audible version?" Okay, we're working on that. Do you do you help with that? Do you help find a, somebody who can do an Audible or a, a, a audio book? Um, there are people that that do that, and in fact, when I did my book, I used um, a small company in Seattle and recorded my book with my own voice, mm -hmm. which was um, quite an experience. Do it's, you recommend that for authors? Uh, it's really, really hard, yeah. um, and it turns out I have a very growly stomach and had to do the entire book with a big, huge pillow wrapped around myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I wound up having to, you know, I did the whole book, and, and what happens is you get better as you go on. So by the end of the book, I was much better than I had been at the beginning of the book, and so I had to go actually redo the first few chapters again. Wow. But How yeah. long did that take? Because I, I have somebody reading the book professionally, and I, I don't know that's going to be the best way to do it, but... 
we'll see. Yeah, it took me about a week. A week. Yeah, it takes a long time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of time for me. That's why somebody's reading the book because I I just don't have that time, right? Yeah, and Writerly is an open marketplace, so you can post a job for anything on Writerly. So if you wanted someone, if you were savvy enough that you were just hiring voice actors or something, you could post a job for that. But Or maybe you wanted a consultant to walk you through the process. So uh, there's really no limit. It's, if you can think of it, there's probably someone there that can do that job. And we we cultivated a huge community online on our social media and our Google Plus and through a bunch of writing organizations and groups. So whenever a job goes up on Writerly that doesn't get immediately, if it's a if it's an obscure kind of job or an obscure talent, we'll share it all over all around our networks, and we'll find we'll make sure that we find good bids to go on that job, no matter what it is. Um, do you recommend people go com- completely Amazon for a while uh, and, and make that exclusive deal? What's the thinking in the in the industry? So, f- what's the pros and cons? So, for from a writerly perspective, we would encourage you to go wherever you want. Um, personally, um, for my personal publishing and for the people that I personally work with, I do recommend Amazon. Um, you don't sell all your books on Amazon, but you sell ninety percent. Um, and the the KDP Select, where you can do free promo days, is really helpful. Um, it's easy. You don't have to go buy an ISBN if you don't want to spend the money. So. Yes, I do. There are other outlets, and it doesn't always work for everybody. Um, But also, I recommend it for the print-on-demand purposes, so you're not wasting money buying big boxes of books that are going to end up as permanent fixtures in your garage. Yeah. Um, so no, yeah, it's really great. I, you know, from the day we turn in our manuscript to the day people were getting it in their house, it was about three weeks, and I think we could have been faster. Uh, actually, uh, you know, we held it off for uh, almost a week, so it could have been almost two weeks between that time. And for somebody who has a topical uh, subject matter, yeah. that's really important. You know, and they do all the work. You just turn it in, and they do. You know, the yeah. books start showing up. You know, it's, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I, dealing. With, on our first book, it was three months from the day we turned in the manuscript to the day I had copies in my hand. Yeah, it was eighteen from eighteen months for mine. 18 yeah. from the day you turned in the manuscript to the day it showed up? Yep. Why was it so long? Traditional publishing, that's what it was. You yeah. know, By the time it goes through their whole like very slow wheel, that's, that's the reality. So I think I handed it in yeah. um, June, and it didn't come out till the following March. Yeah. And, it, uh, isn't that crazy? I mean, to reduce 19 months to three weeks mm-hmm. or a month, you know, it's just... Uh, 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 it changes how you think of books and publishing books, right? Yeah. That's right. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting times for, for writers. And, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of people, I, I think the, the paradigm is changing so much that, you know, no longer do we have the sort of like the lowly vanity press where, you know, Mr. So-and-so is, is writing his, his memoirs. You know, now you've, you've got... You, you've got to write something good if you're going to stand out. Yeah. And so the quality is really going up. Uh, it, it does, you know, even looking at where our book is on the page, you see, you know, some people have 500 reviews and we have 120 and it's like, oh, okay, we still have a ways to go. And some of those books like were like Steve Jobs' memoir that had been, it's been out for, I don't know, two years now and it was, you know, read by literally everybody on the planet. 
um, who who cares about tech business books, right? Um, and but you see how important having a a quantity of reviews and having the five star and having a good cover and then having all the information and then you start clicking as a customer you click in and look at what does the book review actually say you know and how much value there's a lot of value in those book reviews if you look at our book reviews they they really added on quant quality and added on content which makes it better to search for and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, because people are relating to other people's reviews, you know. It's like somebody's actual experience. And so there's an authenticity there that you don't get with, you know, a publisher's weekly review or whatever. Yeah. There's another great thing about the technology. And I heard when you were speaking about the age of context, and I heard you talking a lot about responsiveness. And now, because it's a technology, because you can upload a new version of your file on Amazon and your book will be updated in 12 to 24 hours or whatever it is, um, you can add all kinds of things, which empower authors a great deal. So when you come out with your second book, you can up upload a new version of your first book that includes at the back a link to download and buy your next book. Um, or if there's a big article or a big um, um, event that happens um, with your topic, you can quickly go in there and revise it and edit it. With When Guy's book came out, it um, I bought it first as a print version, and I actually went back and bought the digital version because it had so many links and videos that it was a whole new kind of book for me. It wasn't it wasn't just a, um, something with a lot of information, but it, it was a portal to all of these other places and organizations and tools that I needed. So the technology now is it's incredible, both for providing better content and then also for marketing our content. Yeah, it's a crazy new world. Um, what else should we talk about? <laughs> it's a how you know for a new author. Um, how do you gauge success? I mean, is it getting a hundred five star reviews? Is it selling a certain number of books? Because a lot of people don't know what the, what they should gauge. You know, oh, I've reached a, a milestone or or something <laughs> like that, right? I don't know. I think number one is breaking even, yeah. <laughs> getting your money back that you've mm -hmm. invested. Yeah. Um, that would be for me a mark of success. Yeah. And beyond that, a lot I of think people write books though to become thought leaders, and yeah. they make money on speaking tours, yeah. and that pays back the the investment of doing the book, right? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of that, you know, the book is sort of the lost leader, really. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, I write. I write. Well, my first book was about grief and loss. Um, and so for me, uh, the, the sign of success was, you know, getting emails from, from widows out there who, whose lives I had changed. That was so powerful for me. And so, you know, for me, that was success. I mean, I think everybody has their own definition of success yeah. when it comes to a book. Yeah. I think that authors, the, one of the best ways they can sabotage themselves is by not being honest to themselves about what their goals are. Yeah. And um, if their goal really is to make money, from their books, then they need to be honest about what needs to go into it and the quality of the book and the investment ahead of time. If they're not going to go with a, with a publisher, they have to act as a publisher and as a business and think of their book as a product. Um, and if they don't treat it that way, it's not going to have a big financial return. Yeah. But if their goal is something else, if it is to get speaking gigs or if it's to tell a personal story, um, I've, I've heard authors say that their, their goal is to sell a lot of copies and do it as a living and then get those first readers and feel that powerful 
satisfaction that comes when someone is touched by their story or yeah. when they've read and they realize, oh, well, actually, they're really happy. That is what they wanted is to reach some people. So yeah. authors that are thinking about it, I mean, to be really honest with themselves, to really think about yeah. what it is that you really want out of this. It's really a hard business to, to make work. Uh, we all have the success stories in mind, you know, the J.K. Rowling's or in, in my industry, the Tim Ferriss's, right, who sell a million copies and become millionaires and, and all that. But that's not where most books, book authors are going to be, right? No, not at all. And yeah. and there's and they don't need to be. The success can be 50 people that read your book and yeah. you've got that fan letter or you, you know, touched three people or something. That that is a valid success and a great success. We don't yeah. judge other artists by their only great quality artist if they reached mass appeal and yeah. made lots of money. No, 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 no. <laughs> so success comes in all kinds of ways. And, you know, as kind of a way to to help close it up, I think you know, we've heard that the New York Times did a survey and found that 80% of Americans feel that they have a book in them or that they dream of writing a book. Yeah. Um, and my my message to those people is to go ahead and do it. There is someone out there that wants your book and that wants to read it. If you have any inkling of writing it, there's someone out there that wants to read it. And yeah. we're consuming more and more books Um the, the number before was six six books a year, and then now the average is 17 books a year. And for folks that have like an iPad or an iPhone or a Nook or a Kindle, they're reading 24 books yeah. a year. I personally will read every single book that anyone publishes about their first-person experience on sailing around the world. I don't care how crappy the cover is. I don't care how bad the reading is. It's a story that I love to hear again and again and again. Um, so there is a reader for their books yeah. and to get it out there. Yeah. Do it. Mm-hmm. It's really important. It is. We're, um, we're going to be hosting in a uh, kind of the end of November a whole day of uh, learning about publishing. Very in cool. the new world. Pub camp. Pub camp, we Very call cool. it. Uh, we did one in San Francisco last year, and now we're doing doing this one. And we've got where, all, where is it? It's, uh, it's at the U, UW University. Up here in Seattle. Yeah, it's in Seattle, University yeah. of Washington Horticultural Center. Yeah. And we've got a whole bunch of speakers talking about writing, publishing, and marketing. So can you help me get a New York Times review? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can throw you in that general direction and see if anything <laughs> sticks. <laughs> is there is there forums where people have asked questions like that? And yes, there, people. Um, I, I see it a lot with the people that are yeah. seeking publicity. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll seek a publicist and they'll say, "I want get me on Oprah," which they don't realize doesn't even really happen anymore. No. Or get me in Costco, which you know there's actually consultants that will work with that, and it's huge investment, and even they don't make a guarantee. So yeah, you know. It's crazy. Well, it is, we'll, yeah. we'll work on it. I'll join, I'll join <laughs> you your side. You have to write a really good essay to get it in the New York Times. Maybe that would do it. Or kill someone. Or start a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then write about it. <laughs> this is a revolution. <laughs> the age of content. Yeah. <laughs> we only do things anymore in order to write about them. Yeah. <laughs> Make a sex tape and then you can get a lot of good press. Oh, I've been naked in the shower with my Google Glass. So, you know. <laughs> I tried that already. But did you post it? Oh, I did. <laughs> it was on the top of BuzzFeed for a day. It got 
They got more views than anything else I've done. Lately, so. Five star, five star reviews. Well, five, I heard that's that. I heard several uh, reviewers say that they actually watched the top, you know, hundred books for new books, and they have to be in the top one hundred just to be considered. Mm-hmm. And so you have to work the system just to get you know all your friends to buy the book to get you in the top hundred, and then then maybe the review happens. But I, I need a little magic, so we're gonna. I, I'm gonna go to your forums and talk about that. Great. Where do I learn, where do I join it? So Writerly, the uh, website is writer.ly. Very cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Hold on. Uh,